0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pumpkinhead podcast. My name is Lyric, and today we're going to talk about the Grammys. Well, one specific part of it. Um, I do know, well, by the time you guys will be listening to this, the Easter will be over. But I know it's Passover, it's Easter, maybe it's just a Sunday off for you guys. But whatever it um, was, I hope that you guys had a fantastic one and you are able to do something you love and be with people you love and eat some things that you love. (laughs) Um, I know that awards season has been very, both boring and chaotic, which is the nature of awards season. But there's something specific that happened this year that really just got my sweet tooth. And I really want to talk about it with you guys. So With that in mind, we're going to talk about the Bridgerton win, and kind of maybe a little bit about um, just the nature of how musicals are changing. I know I've mentioned it a few times in passing. Um, We'll do a deep dive later on, but I'm just really wanting to talk to anyone I can about the Bridgerton musical, and what better time than talk to you guys right after the show just came out. So, here we go. So, fair warning, there... Um, will be some minor, well, minor or major spoilers for Bridgerton, the show, movie, and musical um, within this podcast. I'm going to really try to stick away from the books and the uh, TV show so much just because I hope to talk about them more in depth in a later episode. But um, I do, I will give a little bit of background on just the story. So just keep in mind if you want to go in completely blind, that is fine. Um, just maybe skip ahead a little bit. So so Bridgerton is um, historical fantasy. If you um, watch the TV show, it might be revisionist fantasy. But essentially, it is just some um, bodice-ripping, I do declare good time um, romance um, that takes place in the Regency era. Um, think Queen Charlotte. Think long gloves, um, if you're thinking incorrectly, think corsets, <laughs> things like that, um, the first season, and therefore the first book, also, um, goes around Daphne and Simon, um, uh, Daphne is the, ends up being, this is a spoiler, Diamond of the Ball catches the queen eye, everyone wants this girl, and, um, Simon is is the Duke who swears that he never wants to marry, he never wants to be in love, out of spite because, you know, daddy issues, and all that jazz, and of course, enemies to lovers, well, really it's enemies to friends, to lovers, to enemies, to lovers, if you want to follow the whole trajectory, but um, it's just a good time. The show was really inventive with its use of music, and um, it was sort of um colorblind casting it's just beautifully done beautifully shot and the actors did a really good job um bringing charisma into this story it is based off of a book series the Rittertons um by Julia Quinn they Netflix just released the season two which is based off of the book the Viscount and I or um sorry the Viscount that loves me I'm mixing up my um titles the Duke and I was was season one um but it has been critically acclaimed well-loved I have already binged through both I it took me less than a day to get through season two and then I was just mad that (laughs) I had already like gone through everything I wanted more it's it's just really fun and I think at this time it's nice to envision yourself in a world like your own but more pristine more um maybe more dramatic but more regal than what we currently, um, the hand that we have been dealt in 2022 in Where I Am America. So that is kind of a general, very, very generalized story of, um, Bridgerton. It's Bridgerton, by the way, is the last name of the whole family. So everyone in the family will eventually get a book, um, give or take. So, I'm hoping that also leads to more seasons. I think it'd be interesting if Netflix combined two love stories to kind of keep up the drama and the um, anticipation, but we will have to see when season three comes in, um, hopefully not too long. (laughs) See, the musical, um, which started on TikTok by Emily Bear and Abigail Barlow, um, who go by Barlow and Bear it kind of started as just like a fan made thing and then it blew up i remember watching one of the first um videos about it and sending it to my friend who i'd watched bridgerton to shout out danny and was just so like excited uh, because the music was really good and it was really fun and we loved the show um and so it's kind of funny to have been there during like watching one of the first videos and then you know, from there, following the pair, following um, as they accomplished more and more, and eventually won the Grammys. So it's. <laughs> I clearly love the show. I haven't read the books yet. I kind of want to buddy read them with my friend, but I, I have all intentions to, and I have um, read a lot of breakdowns of the whole book series. Um, so I may be a little bit biased, but I did really enjoy the musical. Here's the thing. It's not a full musical. For one, it has to be unofficial. If any of you guys know about a Harry Potter musical, it's kind of in the same vein as that. They don't technically have the rights from Netflix or Julia Quinn to perform the show or at least not perform it for profit. So by those definitions, by how we classify music, it should um, more qualify like a parody or it's closer to like parody or satire where it um, under those protections it could possibly be performed but because it is more like an an adaptive it's like unofficial like those unofficial Minecraft books that people love to give their nephews that is what this musical is it is um, got the heart got the vibe but not the actual licensing so that's thing number one thing number two about the musical is that it is not able to be performed, as I said. So the only performance of it is just musical. So it's kind of like a review in that sense, a Bridgerton review. Um, it is all original music. Um, and it could be technically have been it technically has been performed on TikTok, but it hasn't been performed in front of a live audience from start to finish. Um, with full set, full music, or even just say a black box set, like you know, like a thin set, um, if you're a, I'm familiar with the term, it's it's just exists in this online space. People have made um, lyric videos and music videos to the music, but it itself has not been fully performed from start to finish, full cast, any of that. Um, actually, most of the vocals, if not all, I believe, comes from the duo. I I do believe it's all uh, um, comes from the duo. So. It also it exists in the space of having the musical sound, but it's just music, right? They didn't write any dialogue for it. It's not performable in that way. Like I said, it's more like a review, um, but it's a review that hasn't been performed. So those are two. The second thing. So all that in mind, for me, I think a concept musical is still a musical. It's just yet to be blossomed, right? Um, A lot of other people do not agree. If the show is unperformable, does it count as musical theater? This has been the huge discourse, and I am very curious to see what you guys think that has been going on. But all of that aside, what kind of blew up this conversation in general is the fact that this show won the Grammys for Best Musical this year, Musical Theater Album. So what does that mean? You know? Um, if it's unperformable, it's never been in front of a live audience, there's no book to go along with it. Is it a musical? I think it's in the process of becoming a full-fledged musical. It is a concept. It is an album that was released in this year. I think it winning the Grammy is interesting. I don't fully know if I would like 100% back it if I didn't just love the music, but it's definitely Interesting. A lot of people also push back that in in favor of the musical that look at the year that we're, we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, where for the most part, Broadway has been closed. We're just now seeing, you know, a revival on stage. And that already looks different. That already costs different. Ever since um, Hamilton was put on Disney Plus, Disney's going to be producing Once on This Island, as well as, I'm sure, their own properties such as the Frozen musical, Lion King, all of that stuff. A lot of Disney is on Broadway, just like Disney is everywhere. Um, so we're seeing that space opened up, and then that's creating dialogue because people, you know, does it defeat the sanctity of live performance to go to have it recorded? To me, no. Um, just like it's so much different going to see a baseball game or a football game in person than it is to see it on TV. There's little things, little, little nuances, little changes even. Musicals change all the time that you can only have in that one moment. That's what makes acting in these shows so different because every single night is different. So having that one... Th- one picture, one snapshot, one video of one single performance with one cast being accessible to people who may not be able to travel to Broadway or even know if they would want to travel to Broadway because it hasn't been accessible. I think I think these live, you know, video productions are amazing. This being said, and we will probably talk about this later. I hate the ABC Live Musicals. But I commend them for getting people interested. I just think they're not good, but that well we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but all of that being said, the scope of what we can accomplish and what we can do, and how musicals are funded, what that looks like is is changing and i I think it's a fascinating thing if if not scary, if not different, if not interesting it's it's fascinating. We, going back to TikTok, you look at Ratatouille, the musical, which was completely made by TikTok, sourced, funded, all of that stuff. And it had this this fever to it. Also unofficial, but this excitement. And it was exciting to see people be excited about something that I love. And I feel like if you love shows, this win should be a win for all of us. It is it is different. But it's the Grammys. I see a lot of people saying that too. It's the Grammys. It's not the Tonys. Let it go. I am extremely interested in what the Tonys will say about this. But this is a snapshot of where we are. This is a snapshot of the ever-evolving form that this medium can take. This is a snapshot of people's love and desire for something to escape into. That's what Bridgerton ultimately was as great as the show is, as fun and enticing, it popped off because we needed it during quarantine. We needed something different. We needed something fresh. And the books themselves are not the same in that regard, that freshness, that different take than, than the show. And then thus the musical created something different. And that's fantastic. That's amazing. And it's about love. And it's traditionally girly things that are getting brought up to the forefront and talked about and discussed. And the music is is good. (laughs) Like, it's really good. I don't want to play anything for you guys here because I want to figure out a little bit more about how to use the musical. We did a musical or a music episode a little bit back. And apparently for you guys um, that have premium, it played the whole song. I don't want to do that to you guys. I want to learn how to clip before we do that. But I implore you to go look it up, um, to to listen. My favorite songs are um, "Burn for You," and then I also like the Eloise song. R- really, a lot of them are good. I don't think that there's a, a lot of skippable songs, but my, "Burn for You" is the one that I listen to the most. So I would highly recommend that. Um, I would love, um, for you guys to enjoy that. It's very fun. Um, but yeah, I think that. If you love a medium, if you if you love horror movies, you can't be afraid of experimentation in horror because it just evolves. If you love musicals, you can't be afraid of experimentation because that's how it evolves. We have flops. We talked about a flop last week. But it creates the history. It adds a joke to the Tonys. It adds something to think we can't be like this show. We have to grow and evolve from it. So if if these changes are bad we will grow and adapt from it broadway was going to be shut down it shut it closed during quarantine having the bridgerton musical revive and get people excited is great and I mean look at the shows that have been on Broadway recently that are also doing like these revisionist history tales like Six the musical and wrote uh, I think it's Juliet but the Romeo and Juliet retelling that is a jukebox musical for those of you that don't know jukebox is a musical um, that uses uh, I like guess standard music for instance there's American Idiot which only does a Green Day musical and there's All Shook uh, or Music And then there's All Shook Up, which does the music from Elvis. So Jukebox is is using songs um, that are not original to the music that are out in pop culture um, and recontextualizes them. So I could do a whole thing on that, too. There's so many interesting things to to talk about. But I don't think that we should be nervous or elitist or gatekeeping (laughs) these these progresses i think it's so fascinating that this one what does that mean it wasn't a fully formed musical it was solely online it didn't have the full backing it had one to two voices and two women who wrote and performed everything that's so exciting and it's based off of this this <laughs> This TV show, this Netflix show, which is means it's all online and streaming. That was based off of a book series. So it's all of my favorite things. Why do you think I love it so much? I I want to wrap this up. I want to have a, a solid point to land on. And I think that's just be excited. Allow yourself to be excited. Allow yourself to be like, that's weird. How did that do that? What does that mean? Allow yourself to open up to dialogue about something that you love. I think it's weird. I I don't know what to to say if it if it deserves it or not, but I know that those two women worked really hard and the music is good and I'm having a good time. So let them win the Grammys. I know that there are other exciting things that happen or are happening this award season, but this is something that just I was really invested in and I wanted to share with you guys. So I hope you guys go and listen to the music. Um, I hope you guys are fascinated like I am and that you're excited for what's going to happen next in this space. Um, I did say last week that this was going to... I don't want to talk about musicals next week. So we're going to have a different topic. Um, But if you guys want to discuss this in further with me... Go ahead and head over to Learshire Lab on Instagram. That is L-Y-R-C-H-E-Y-L-A-P and shoot me a message and let me know what you think. I would love to talk about this with someone who isn't um in my core groups of friends that have already heard me exhausted. So definitely hit me up. I'd love to chat with you guys. And here we go with the uh, mob. Now we get to go into my favorite part of the episode, which is mob. If you're new here, that is the part of the episode where I get to share with you something I love, such as a movie, musical, anime, book, or what have you. Um, this week I actually had an idea for a completely different recommendation. I was actually going to recommend an anime, so you'll have to stay tuned to next week to hear what that is. But, um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is a weekend holiday if you are celebrating, and, um... With all holidays comes, you know, the things that come with holidays. So um, sometimes that can be sadness. So um, without giving too much away, I um, was heading back home and just having a a little um, breakdown, if you will. And I just kept thinking, I need to go to a bookstore. So I doubled, tripled, quadrupled check that the one by my house was open. That I was going to mess up their hours and I was so terrified that I was going to go in there and be the only person and I was the reason why they were open on this day and that, um, you know, it was just <laughs> that it was going to be an inconvenience and the quiet in the bookstore would just be me shuffling my feet. I kind of knew what I wanted. I was ready to go in and grab it. And I just needed that moment um, to myself to have something good, right? Um, but I pull up to the store, and not only were their hours actually longer than I thought, it was packed. And I kept thinking, I wonder if everyone else here needed a break, had you know, all of the things that come along with the holiday, and just needed a moment of serenity to look and search. I love secondhand bookstores, I love searching and. Made, I love the disappointment even of going and being like, oh, I didn't find that one. I didn't find that deal. It's just it's just such a good part of it, too. And just to be completely surrounded by books and people, but also be in my own head and searching for something. it's a great feeling. But the store was packed and it, it was nice. It was it was very nice. So for this recommendation, this mabob, I say pick any book. I say pick your favorite children's book, pick that cringy book that's been cancelled on book Twitter already, that book that you've already reread six times and you're thinking I should really pick up something new. I want you guys to pick your own comfort read and allow yourself to get lost in that moment again of of feeling comforted comforted and feeling, you know, excited to to read. So thank you. Thank you guys for bookstores. Shout out your favorite one. And I'll be asking for a question. Um, what your favorite comfort read is? What are you guys going to pick up this week? What is your recommendation for me? I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I will hear, well, you will hear from me next week. And that is all.